the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lady, the Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in the West Bank meeting with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, his latest effort to end the war between Israel and Muslim terrorists. Several Democratic senators are calling for a humanitarian pause in the Israel-Hamas war, echoing the White House. Republican Senator Tom Cotton says it's a terrible idea. When aid is sent to Gaza, it's not diverted by Hamas. It's not commandeered by Hamas. It is accepted by Hamas. And yes, there are women and children and nursing infants in Gaza. Does anyone really think that they will be first in line for the water and food and the medicine that we're supposed to send to Gaza? No. Tens of thousands of pro-Palestinian demonstrators marched outside the White House with Palestinian flags yesterday. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. Mm, it's one out of every 10 of my fellow Americans. To think that I, I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280 The Patriots. Stay tuned. You're moments away from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Closer edition with Brad Carlson in moments. But first, a quick look at your weather forecast from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today, high in the mid-50s, breezy wind conditions. Tonight's low, 44 degrees. Into Monday, sun comes back out, partly sunny, high around 51. It's AM 1280 The Patriots. Stay tuned. Brad Carlson with the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to reach out via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. 
And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Yeah, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, follow and like our page if you haven't done so already. And like I say, we have the live stream up and running, so feel free to leave a uh, comment or question there in that comment thread. However you choose to tune in, uh, if you're choosing to partake in today's Vikings game and you're listening to this via podcast, well, we appreciate it nonetheless. It seems as though the past, I guess it would be what now, four weeks, five weeks, however long it's been, since the horrific attacks took place in Israel, uh, thanks to the uh, ghouls of uh, Hamas killing hundreds of Israeli citizens. And as we've talked about, given Israel has a population of just over 9 million people, losing 1,400 of their citizens is the equivalent of about more than 10 9-11 size events when you talk about per capita deaths. Pretty harrowing. And it, it and our Jewish brethren bring up the Holocaust and how many were lost there and how this was the single largest atrocity massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. And how we've talked about that horrific event over the past several decades and how we, as not just American citizens, but world citizens, say never again. And here it's happening. And there's a lot to obviously unpack here, and and, uh, I'll get in probably the next segment where continued talks of a ceasefire have gone from silly to now just utterly ridiculous in light of what the leader of Hamas had was saying this past week. And again, we'll get into that um, this next, uh, the second segment. But I am curious, is why is it and, and you know, if you'd like to call in, weigh in, 651-289-4488. But why is it that anti-Semitism, I don't want to say seems to be an acceptable form of bigotry, although some will deem it acceptable. Some will say, well, these these people have, have it coming, whatever else. I mean, I'm not going to try to get in the minds of some of those depraved people who think anti-Semitism is okay. And some even say it's justified. But why is it that particular bigotry seems to be glossed over? I mean, yeah, there are some that will have the the moral fortitude to step forward, and it shouldn't take a whole lot of fortitude to step forward and say, you know, that's despicable and disgusting, and there is no place in this country for that kind of hate. Because ever since the attack on Israel, it's been jarring how the anti-Semites feel emboldened and feel free to just put their bigotry and hatred out there, even though they're being videotaped. And it's almost as if they believe there aren't going to be many repercussions. But but what I, I don't understand why that seems to be just so glossed over, and again, at worst, acceptable in some circles. And and it could be it could be something as you know as we're seeing quite a bit now, where there are 
were hostages taken by Hamas on October 7th. And as has been practiced by some people in this country, particularly in New York City, specifically near some of the boroughs that is has a significant Jewish population, there have been American citizens who have been putting up posters of those Jewish, of those Israeli citizens that have been kidnapped. And what you see is these soulless ghouls ripping them down for whatever reason. And a lot of them, you know, chanting free Palestine, free Palestine, or, or, or whatever rationale they have for tearing them down. But in some circles, and Jim Garrity at National Review talked about this, they were arguing that putting up posters of kidnapped Israelis is provocative. In other words, it, it, it triggers some people. It's like wherever you fall in the Israel-Palestine affairs, you know, the, the obviously well-documented uh, coexistence or lack of peaceful coexistence that has been that has been going on in that region for for decades wherever you fall on that i don't understand how innocent israeli citizens being kidnapped by a terror organization somehow is uh, requires some sort of nuanced discussion here i'm not not understanding that at all And again, Jim Garrity at National Review, I'll read a few excerpts of his piece. Uh, Have you ever encountered an argument that is so bad, wrong, and unconvincing that you end up kind of liking it as a work of art of implausibility? An argument that, as ridiculous and unpersuasive as it is, offers an illuminating glimpse into the spectacularly wrong-headed mindset of the people making it? Feast your eyes upon the argument from the Daily Dot that the posters of abducted Israeli children and adults in New York City and elsewhere are, quote-unquote, like a trap. Deliberately provocative bait that was designed to get pro-Palestinian Americans fired from their jobs. And again, this is from, I've never heard of this uh, website, uh, thedailydot.com. The video is... More than a dozen similar videos circulating online. Each depicts a person or people removing a poster of Israeli hostages while others confront them. In one, a woman in bright, a bright pink coat removes a poster from a streetlight and yells, You support genocide, you a-hole, at the person filming. In another, a person removing a poster from an electrical box appears to refer to the person filming them as a dog. A man gets a camera shoved in his face and yet another clip that shows a small group accosting him for removing posters. He asks the crowd, but what about the Palestinians? Most people depicted removing the posters have been identified, launching calls for them to lose their jobs, get kicked out of school, and a barrage of Internet trolls. Now, some are wondering if the posters are being strategically placed to entrap those who tear them down, many of whom support the Palestinian people. Public calls to preemptively put up Kidnapped, and they put kidnapped in scare quotes for some reason. Public calls to preemptively put up the quote-unquote kidnapped posters in areas where Palestinian protests will occur have begun to appear online. 
at the Cooper Union at College in Lower Manhattan. A rally advocating for a ceasefire was countered by blown-up versions of the quote-unquote kidnapped posters, which were also taped to the ground facing the ceasefire demonstrators. Another rally for Palestine was countered by a rally called Stand with Israel and Against Terrorism, where demonstrators held up quote-unquote kidnapped posters while calling pro-Palestinian demonstrators terrorists. At that rally, a table was set up behind the Zionist side with a thick stack of posters available for people to take home. Now, Jim Garrity, in reading that excerpt from the DailyDot.com, basically says the same thing I've been in reading that in, in that post. They, they put scare quotes around the word kidnapped. And Jim Garrity wondered why that was the case. Uh, first, why are there repeated scare quotes around the word kidnapped? I can understand using the quotation marks once as a description of the posters, which you can see for yourselves anywhere online, but the repeated use of the quotes make it appear that the status of the hostages being kidnapped is doubted or in dispute. These abductions were recorded on camera as they were happening. And again, you could see several disturbing footages online for yourself if you don't believe it. Uh, A woman bound with zip ties grabbed by her hair and shoved into the back of a car. A tied-up hostage being beaten in the back of a pickup truck driven through a Gaza neighborhood. A mosque terrorist marching Israelis in T-shirts and shorts down a sunny street. The horrifying image of Noah uh, Argmani taken away on a motorcycle. Hamas is releasing hostage videos. Are the scare quotes around kidnaps supposed to imply that these people weren't really kidnapped? And that they just decided to take a stroll into the Gaza Strip, escorted by some helpful Hamas tour guides? Second, the examples cited in the story occur in New York City, where roughly 8.3 million people reside. That's just the residents within the five boroughs, not counting those who commute into work or school from outside the city limits. When you have a lot of people living and working close together, you're more likely to have people who passionately support Israel and people who passionately support the Palestinians in close proximity. And on college campuses, you're likely to have a lot of young people, pro-Israel and pro-Palestine, living near one another. No one should be particularly surprised that kidnapped posters and pro-Palestinian protests are being found in the same places. The link in the Daily Dot piece contending that the supporters of Israel are putting up posters preemptively links to a uh, tweet from comedian Mandy Pellin calling for posters of hostages in Gaza to be posted in Grand Army Plaza on Friday, October 27. Grand Army Plaza is the main entrance to Prospect Park in Brooklyn, site of the largest and busiest traffic circle in the borough. What, do the Palestinian protesters call dibs on Grand Army Plaza? No one's allowed to put pro-Israeli signs there? You know roughly 600,000 Jews, including 300,000 Orthodox Jews, live in Brooklyn, right? On the flip side, an estimated 22% of America's total Muslim population lives in New York City, and Brooklyn is home to roughly 100 mosques. Everybody's going to have to learn to tolerate seeing arguments they oppose. Third, and most importantly... No one is making any pro-Palestinian protesters tear down these signs. They're taking these actions of their own free will in a public space, knowing that we will live in a society where everyone has a cell phone with a video camera in their pocket. They knew the risks of someone recording them doing this and putting their faces and actions up on the Internet, and they did it anyway. So 
again, I'm not understanding the, the, the rationale behind this. Why, why do these people feel the need to tear down these, these posters of these kidnapped Israelis? Is it because it punctures their narrative that Israel is this big, bad, oppressive bully that is, a, is oppressing people in that region? Among the Gaza Strip? Again, we, we, we can have a discussion about who the good person and the bad person is in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and that debate's been going on for decades. But this idea that Israeli citizens kidnapped who likely had nothing to do with any perceived oppression of Palestinians, how, how, how can there be any nuance to that? And for those who say, well, we don't support Hamas, we're, we're pro-Palestine, we're not pro-Hamas, we're pro-Palestine. Okay, then, then, then what is the issue with showing support for releasing Israeli hostages? Yeah, I mean, again, someone posed the, the, the theory that some of these people, they're not denying that there were kidnappings as much as they just don't want to believe it because, again, it punctures their decades-long narrative of Israel being this big oppressive bully. And so, therefore, they, they figured oh, let's, it's best not to acknowledge it and, and pretend like it didn't happen, even though they know deep down it did happen. We'll have a lot more to say about this, and uh, we'll take your phone calls if you so desire. When we come back, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out the live stream of our broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. So you're walking out on sentimental street. What you doing out there? Who you trying to be? I know what you're thinking. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Pro-life across America, the Billboard Peace. 
I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And you can also check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Okay, yeah, I do. Uh, thanks, Spencer. I do see that now. Uh, I was having trouble reading the screen up here, but we do have a phone call. So before we move on to other things, we want to get to Bob's phone call right away. Bob in Shoreview. Bob, always good to hear from you, sir. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, hi, Brad. i got a question that's been bugging me for a while. If you look at a map of Israel, I mean, they only have like 5% of the land and like the Arab countries have like 95% of the land. And to me, it seems like when the Arabs, uh, when the Hamas attacked Israel, I mean, that's the majority persecuting the minority. How do they explain that away? I mean, how do they say Israel is the big bully, you know? Well, I guess, uh, and thanks for the call, Bob. I mean, again, this has been going on for decades. From my understanding about it, and I'm going to admit I'm not an Israeli-Palestinian scholar and the, the, the conflict that's been going on, like I say, for decades, but the idea is is that they ha- they came into the region and basically displaced people living in the region and are oppressing the, the Palestinian people who you know, have no— have no food, have no water, and they have the wherewithal to cut off the electricity and and everything else. And, of course, no one that I've heard, Bob, has been able to answer the question, well, the Palestinians get as much aid from the U.S., or not as maybe not as much, but significant aid from the U.S., as does Israel. What what are they doing with that financial aid? Why why isn't there a, a more robust infrastructure if if aid is being sent there as well? And I, I think we've been able to ascertain that answer is because a, a government run by Hamas was elected there and essentially is co-opting it for their own purposes. And so, again, this is all part of the propaganda war. Then when Israel cuts off the water supply and electricity and whatever, 
And they say, well, look at this. They're, they're further oppressing the Palestinian people by cutting off all of those resources. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of memes being used in serious times as this, but there was a meme that I think kind of struck me a little bit and said uh, where there was Palestinian residents calling, say, I'm sorry, our Internet and electricity has been cut off. And the operator replies, uh, I'm sorry, have you tried uh, releasing, releasing the Israeli hostages? Yeah. So, again, it's far more in-depth and complex than I can convey on this show, but that's but but Bob, you're exactly right. Israel's our lone Western outpost in that area, and yeah, they are surrounded by hostile territory at all times. I mean, they'd be absolutely crazy to continually oppress people and saber rattle with again all with all that hatred around them. So, again, I appreciate the call, Bob uh, Spencer. We've got uh, the first couple of sound clips ready here, so. I was talking about the rise in anti-Semitism in America, and we're seeing it, you know, again, with these uh, posters of Israeli hostages being torn down by people who claim to be pro-Palestine. It's like, well, that's fine. You're pro-Palestine, but even if you don't like Israel, the country of Israel, their government, you disapprove of what their government is doing or what you believe their government is doing, again, how are innocent Israeli citizens being kidnapped by a terror organization, which you say you're not pro-Hamas, you're pro-Palestine— how could you have a problem with photos of those hostages being placed on walls and telephone poles or whatever else? And we've also seen uh, Jewish citizens in New York City being warned by law enforcement and whatnot, hey, there's an increased hostility toward the Jewish people, best to, to stay inside. In New York, how many decades have people of the Jewish faith lived in New York and they still feel that their lives in danger, are in danger? Or in college campuses, we've seen video of protests where uh, a handful of Jewish citizens are protesting in support of Israel and how they're being surrounded by pro-Palestinian protesters, even violently accosted. Or how some Jewish students in a student center were basically trapped inside a student center because of a hostile presence outside. of This is, this is in the United States of America, folks. So, of course, and uh, we'll... Uh, And, Spencer, we have cut number one ready. So, of course, when there's such a rise in blatant acts of anti-Semitism, what is the Biden administration focused upon, according to Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre? This is cut number one. We sat down face-to-face with senior Hamas officials as a Hamid. That's not the one. That's not the one. Um, I'm sorry, cut number two. I'm sorry, Spencer. My, that was my mistake, my mistake. I want cut number two. This is Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre when asked about the rise in anti-Semitism in America. Cut number two. ...right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen... Uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. uh, And so I just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their community. So there you have it. How do they respond to the rise in anti-Semitism? They tout a rise in Islamophobia. And look, 
to be clear, to be clear, I have zero tolerance for any kind of abject hatred and violence that may be shown toward Muslims. And there was some of that that went on in the aftermath of 9-11, after it was ascertained who carried that off. It was Muslim extremists. And that does not at all excuse any badgering and hate that was spewed toward Muslims then, and it doesn't excuse what's happening to, to Muslims now. But to, 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 to suggest that it's on even a scale close to what the Jewish people are, are, are going through right now in this country is, is ludicrous. I mean, did you hear that? She says, wow, we, we, we haven't heard any uh, credible threats toward Jewish people. Really? Have you gone on social media? It's all over. Unless, of course, uh, the Biden administration is colluding with, uh, unless the Biden administration is is trying to uh, uh, censor these social media platforms again. Like, you know, when uh, back when Jack Dorsey was the CEO of Twitter, you know, Jen Psaki talked about working with these social media companies to flag posts for misinformation. Okay, so unless they're trying to suppress uh, videos of this, it's all over social media. What Jewish people are enduring, including, I mean, that was utterly horrifying, these Jewish college students in the student center in this prominent university, I forget which one it was, where they were basically on lockdown inside this room in the student center because of hostilities toward them. And you're telling me there's no credible rise in anti-Semitism? My God, all you got to do is go on social media. I get it. You know, the the, the main uh, uh, Biden networks like MSNBC and CNN and, you know, the, the, the mainstream networks like NBC, CBS, ABC, I, I get it. They're not going to cover it in depth. You may not see it there, but it is available. It is out there for you to see, for all the world to see. But again, uh, this would be a, an acknowledgement. Or this would I guess this would be a situation where you just can't explain it away. With Islamophobia. So once again, like these people tearing down posters of kidnapped Jewish people, if we just ignore what actually happened, maybe we'll convince ourselves it didn't actually happen. Just like if we ignore actual videos of anti-Semitism, maybe we can convince ourselves it didn't happen. Pretty uh, pretty despicable uh, all around. So 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow or check out the live stream of the broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. How would you like to get high-speed Internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast Internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your Internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast Internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. 800-846-2124. That's 800-846-2124. 
This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube, or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget our live stream of the broadcast. It's up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Where our good friend Wild Wilson, as always, is kind enough to uh, check in from Texas. Wild, good to see you as always, sir. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, continuing our discussion around the rise of anti-Semitism in America, despite the Biden administration saying, well, there's no credible uh, credible uh, uh, stories or situations of a rise in anti-Semitism. But Islamophobia, by golly. Oh, yeah, that's uh, we're 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 on that light. We're on that. You better believe it. Well, I got to thinking about this the other day. You know, I remember the horrible shooting, mass shooting that took place at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh a uh, little more than five years ago. In fact, it was late October of 2018, and there was a general, just a, a universal condemnation of that shooting, and there really wasn't a lot of question in anybody's minds. I don't care what political stripes you were. There wasn't a lot of question in anybody's mind. The shooter was motivated by his hatred of Jewish people, and that's why he killed, I think it was close to a dozen people at that Tree of Life synagogue shooting. And I got to thinking about that recently. See, you know, And again, with any shooting, 
there's going to be the, uh, the, the, t- the obligatory gun control demagoguery before the bodies are even cold. Uh, you know, that comes from the leftists, you know, the, the, the anti-gun left. Yeah, that's, that's always going to be a part of anything, you know, because it's just what they do. You know, it's kind of like the scorpion and the frog. It's, it's, it's who they are. It's what they do. But at least they didn't try to gloss over the motive of the shooter, which was this shooter hated Jewish people. And no one could deny that. And it was even talked about, you know, any 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 kind of rise in anti-Semitism is despicable. These people of the Jewish faith, they should not be in fear for their lives just because of who they are. You know, and we heard that a lot from the uh, White House press secretary as well as Vice President Kamala Harris. You know, in her speech touting how the Biden administration is is uh, paying more attention and being more vigilant in looking at cases of Islamophobia. You know, they were just as intense uh, back in 2018. And, and, I, and I look back and, and I started to ask myself, why is it that even Democrats back then were so willing to call out virulent anti-Semitism, but not so much not... Oh... Okay, yeah, now it's coming back to me. I look back. uh, The key thing is late October 2018. What happened about a a week and a half later? The midterm election, right? The first midterm in Donald Trump's, then-President Donald Trump's administration. And the Democrats, I mean— this may sound cynical, but prove me wrong. It was merely a politicization, something that they could feel they could use a cudgel against Trump and Republicans who were running in the midterms. I mean, they were already, uh, because around that same time, Brett Kavanaugh, after contentious confirmation hearings, was was confirmed after they tried to gin up a 36-year-old allegation of sexual assault when he was a teenager, even though no one could corroborate that story. It's just like, well, believe all women, believe all women, full stop. Unless that woman's Karen Monahan, but that's another story entirely. Uh, believe all women. And basically Republicans are like, uh, there needs to be a standard of due process here. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. There's been no corroboration other than this woman's testimony, and I'm sorry, um, you know, again, it's 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 basically he said, she said, and, and of course you get some people say, well, we believe we've been believing the he for for decades. It's time we just believe the she by default, which in no sane world is does that reflect any kind of due process? But I digress. My point is is that the Democrats were already already jumping up like poo flinging monkeys, blue wave, blue wave, blue wave. Hey, here's another way we can solidify this blue wave. Uh, beat people over the head with the anti-gun thing, and, oh, look, let's throw some anti-Semitism on top of it. So that's why they were screaming from the hills anti-Semitism, because they thought it was politically convenient for them. This, however, is not. This is not politically convenient for them, especially when you had members of the squad, you know, the U.S. House members like Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman. Um, there's a, there's probably a, 
more people I'm leaving out. I think they've added to them since then. But they've been very, very public about their anti-Israel sentiments and not able to unequivocally condemn Hamas. Again, it is possible to be pro-Palestine, particularly the pro-Palestinian citizens who've been suffering under this terrorist government, it's, it, it is possible to be pro-Palestinian citizens and anti-Hamas, anti or even anti-terrorism. I mean, just because you have your problem with the Israeli government, okay, you can show solidarity for the Israeli citizens who were kidnapped and those who are mourning the loss of life. It, that, that is possible. But Democrats realize that this is a this is a uh, something that could be used against them, and yet a lot of these Democrats, you know, a lot of Democrats. There have been some who've been more outspoken, and kudos to them. We're saying, you know, calls for a ceasefire are are irresponsible. Okay, Spencer, I think I'm now. I think I'm ready for cut number one. So uh, let me get the uh, this person's name. Uh, this was uh, the leader of Hamas, uh, Ghazi Hamad. He had gone on uh, Lebanese, uh, Lebanese Broadcasting Channel, Lebanese Broadcasting Corporation International Network, LBC International Network, and had given an interview and basically indicated that the events of October 7th the terrorist attack, are going to happen over and over and over and over again until Israel is annihilated. So when you have the leader of the terror organization Hamas saying that this has nothing to do with the ceasefire, it has everything to do with annihilating Israel, how can you credibly and responsibly call for a ceasefire when you have the leader of the terror organization, who, by the way, began this whole cycle of bloodshed with that terrorist attack, how can you credibly call for a ceasefire? when they have no intention of doing it themselves. So kudos to NBC News. Uh, I want to get the correspondent's name. Yeah, Matt Bradley is the NBC News uh, journalist interviewing the leader of Hamas, Ghazi Hamad. And this is about a five-minute clip, cut number one. I'm not going to play the whole thing, Spencer. I'll be sure to tell you when when to stop it. But this just gives you an idea how calling for a ceasefire is at best delusional and at worst utterly and completely irresponsible. Cut number one. ...with senior Hamas official Ghazi Hamid pressing him on the more than 200 hostages his organization is holding in Gaza tonight. Will you release all of the hostages for a complete ceasefire? Look, I think we are a human being. We want these people to go home. We want them. And also we want our prisoners now to go home. So I think we are ready now to have complete compromise, complete deal in order to release all the hostages, either military or civilians, and they release all the prisoners from the Israeli detention centers. The calls for compromise, a far cry from this warning that sent shockwaves around the world. Hamad saying the Hamas terror attack on October 7th was just the first, and that there will be a second, third, and fourth attack on Israel. But how can you ask for a ceasefire? How can you ask for Israel to stop their aggression when you go on television in Lebanon here last week and say that you will continue your aggression? You will continue to launch October 7th. What, what, again do you want, and again and what again. do you want us to do? To stop? If you're asking for to a ceasefire. 
If you're asking for a ceasefire, okay, it has okay. to be two no, ways. No, I am talking that we want to continue against the occupation. This is our national, our, our, our legal right to fight against the occupation. It is according to international law, according to all the regulation in the world. It is, in Europe, you fight against the Nazis. But then what happened on October 7th when there were clearly civilians who were killed? How would that make you a good partner to a peace negotiation with Israel? I don't, I don't have any details about this. Okay, so we'll stop it right there. You notice how he cited international law. He says, well, it is according to international law, according to all of the regulations and the law in Europe, you, you, fight, against the, you uh, fight against the Nazis. And uh, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum at Hot Air, points out, well, according to international law, Hamas is a terrorist organization and it's October 7 slaughter cli- crimes against humanity. Hamad may not want to stand on international law four weeks after their baby beheading and civilian massacring blood orgy across southern Israel. Furthermore, according to international law, that was a massive casus belli after which Israel formally declared war on the offending combatant, Hamas. Therefore, the war in Gaza is not an aggression, as Hamad claims, but a consequence of war that Hamas initiated. Secondarily, his point about occupation underscores Hamad's earlier statement. Gaza was not under occupation on October 7 and had not been occupied by Israel since 2005. Both Israel and Egypt partnered in a containment strategy after the Gazans elected Hamas to control their government and then prevailed in a short civil war against Fatah. When Hamad claimed the right of resistance to occupation, He's not talking about Gaza, but all of Israel. So, yeah, when he went on LBC International last week saying that the goal was the annihilation of Israel. Again, there is no room for ceasefire there. Israel has every right to defend itself. Again, we could have uh, we could do an entire show on whether America should be involved in this war, whether it's militarily, whether it's providing aid, whatever that. All of those are legitimate questions. But in my mind, if Israel, who has a right to exist, decides to defend itself against annihilation, which this head of this terrorist organization says is their goal, who are we to say that they don't? So, again, uh, this is going to leave a a few squad members uh, vulnerable coming up uh, next year given that there are continued calls for ceasefire, utter fallacy. And again, again, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Neilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, Cori Bush, you just listen to these people talk. They're not serious people. Rashida Tlaib, how could I forget her, throw her in there. These are not serious people. They don't come off as overly intelligent either. You had Jamal Bowman out of New York who uh, uh, pulls a fire alarm during the uh, House Speaker race. Remember that? Now it looks like he's getting a a primary challenge. You listen to these people talk, not only are they not serious, they don't come across as having basic knowledge of what they're trying to accomplish here. Okay? And I think this, their actions, their words during this whole saga is kind of underscoring uh, that it could be a potentially difficult 2024 for them. Yeah, we'll talk about that the final segment this hour when we come back. Me, Brad Carlson, the closer, 651 289-4488. That's the number to call. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Show nowhere.
Advantage Auto Glass is your local auto glass specialist for over 20 years. Expect a lifetime warranty and no insurance hassle. Visit ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports. It's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. What is dedication? People ask how your children learn how to ride a bike and you didn't. I just created an environment where they taught themselves and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. So we might have time for a quick call if you so desire, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Comments or questions? Got 16 days, one forever time gone. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or follow there if you haven't done so already. And we do have a live stream uh, of the broadcast up and running. So uh, be like our friend Wild Wilson, who... Uh, uh, Weighs in via a comment on that comment thread. Continuing, uh, wrapping up this hour, I should say, with the uh, situation uh, in Israel and how the anti-Semitism has spilled out 
here in America. And there could be some significant consequences for the squad. And again, uh, many members of the squad. I mean, it, it started off with, uh, in 2018, the likes of Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, and Ilhan Omar uh, were elected in the big blue wave in Donald Trump's uh, first term. It was only term, it turns out, the first half of his uh, term. And then they have added the likes of uh, uh, Cory Bush and, and Jamal Bowman and uh, uh, Representative Jay Powell in uh, Washington State. And these people are going to be receiving some serious primary challenges. Now, I talked about Ilhan Omar uh, even months ago before all this took place. She received a serious primary challenge in 2020. She ended up winning that pretty handily because her challenger was someone who didn't have a lot of name recognition, Anton Melton Mukes, and he raised a lot of money but couldn't overtake Omar. But, uh, however, in 2022, she barely survived. DFL primary challenge from Minneapolis, former Minneapolis City Council member Don Samuels. Uh, she won by less than two points, I believe. And as I said, had there not been Republican races of consequence in that primary, I firmly believe Ilhan Omar would have been ousted. Because you remember in 2022 that Jim Schultz, who was the endorsed GOP candidate for attorney general, received a primary challenge from Doug Wardlow. Well, Republicans in CD5 wanted to be sure that Jim Schultz was the candidate because they wanted someone who actually had a chance to beat Keith Ellison. Unfortunately, Jim Schultz lost, but many of us felt he had a better chance to defeat Keith Ellison than did Doug Wardlow. So they, obviously in a primary, when you vote in a GOP race, you have to vote strictly along party lines. You can't vote in uh, multiple party races. However, had there been no GOP primary races of consequence, I know several Republicans who live in CD5, and I guarantee they would have crossed over and voted for Don Samuels in the DFL primary to oust Ilhan Omar. So in 2024, there really aren't any going to be any Republican statewide races of consequence uh, to vote for in CD5. Okay, I think the only the only real significant statewide race is Amy Klobuchar is running for re-election for U.S. Senate. Let's be honest, any Republican running against her is essentially a sacrificial lamb. I wish that weren't the case, but I'm also a realist. So the New York Post talked about this very thing. Uh, lefty squad members in Congress are facing challenges from well-financed pro-Israel Dems looking to oust them from power over their inflammatory views about the Jewish state. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell became the latest entrant into the field last this week when he announced that he would drop plans to challenge Missouri GOP Senator Josh Hawley and instead aim his firepower on a primary with lefty Representative Cory Bush. I think we have, have to stand with our allies, and Israel has always been an ally, Bell said. As a country, we have to be reliable partners. We have to stand by our fellow democracies, and we have to stand against terrorism, he told the Jewish insider. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and I will not waver in my support for Israel. Last month, Bush was one of just nine House Democrats who voted against a measure condemning Hamas after the terrorist organization killed roughly 1,400 people in the deadliest terrorist attack in Israeli history. In recent days, she falsely accused Israel of, quote, Ethnic cleansing, close quote. 
Fellow squad member Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat out of Minnesota, appears likely to be heading for a rematch with former Minneapolis City Councilman Don Samuels, who told the Post he was weighing a race, citing Omar's history of inflammatory anti-Israel statements. She does knee-jerk reactions to global events which require thoughtful and coordinated responses, he said. It's a disconnection from the issues of her district. Those issues are public education, public safety, housing prices, affordable housing, and homelessness. Samuels challenged Omar in 2022 and came within a hair's breadth of snatching the Democrat nomination. New York Representative Jamal Bowman, fresh off misdemeanor charges for pulling a fire alarm in the House Cannon Office building, is facing a potentially strong challenge from Westchester County Executive George Latimer. I wonder if that's any relation to the St. Paul mayor from back in the late 70s into the 80s, George Latimer. Hmm. Anyways, I digress. So, yeah, uh, this is, uh, there, there, there is potential to be significant backlash here. And again, in Representative Cory Bush's district, as well as Representative Ilhan Omar's district, the Democrat primary is essentially the general election. Whomever emerges victorious in those particular primaries is going to win the general election. So that is where the rubber is going to meet the road. So definitely something to keep an eye upon, that is for sure. Even before the terrorist attack took place in Israel, I talked about this several months ago, the American-Israeli Political Action Committee was already funding challengers to squad members because this isn't something new, these anti-Israel sentiments. So get your popcorn. Hour number one in the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station. I'm Mike Gallagher. Wednesday night, I'll be live from the third Republican presidential debate in Miami. Salem Radio Network and this great station will bring you all of the action. Will any of the candidates on stage have a breakthrough moment they desperately need? And what impact will this debate's outcome have on the GOP frontrunner, President Trump? You'll hear every minute of the debate, and I'll be live from the spin room before and after. Debate night this Wednesday, right here. Debate coverage begins at 7 p.m. November 8th. 
9th on AM 1280 The Patriot. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.